to Ethics in the Naval Warrior. I'm your host, Michael Sears, from the Stockdale Center at the Naval Academy. My guest today is a 1976 graduate of the Naval Academy and a former Marine Corps pilot. After the Corps, he worked in industry, including three Fortune 500 companies in consumer products, operations, and engineering. And he has been a vice president of an international sporting goods company. And on top of that, the author of an engaging book on leadership, Sharp Leadership. Welcome, Carl Sharperson. Thanks, Michael. Glad to be here. I'm happy you're here, Carl. You know, for the last eight weeks, we have been talking about in our podcasts, persistence, resilience, being able to get within yourself to push through some hard times. And today, I think we have something to talk about that really is focused on what I'll call applied persistence. And and that story goes around this group of men about 70 years ago, the Mumford Point Marines. Can you tell us a little bit about who those guys are and then we can get into it? I can. My uh, dad was actually a Mumford Point Marine and I didn't find out that he was a Mumford Point Marine until I was in the eighth grade. We moved to Fredericksburg, Virginia, and one of his buddies that was in boot camp with him was there. And that's how I found out that he was actually a Mumford Point Marine. Uh, But in 1942, there were 20,000 uh, African-Americans that were drafted into the Marine Corps. My dad got interested in the Marine Corps because he was watching a movie. Uh, they had advertisement. For the advertisement, they had a person on a tank join the Marine Corps. He says, oh, I want to do that. So he joined the Marine Corps. But these individuals fought gallantly uh, in the uh, South Pacific. They broke all kinds of records that had never been set before. So you're talking about a group of men who had to do something more than just sign their name when they joined the Marine Corps. There was a lot of adversity even to get there, right? Correct. Yes, there was a lot of adversity to get there. Uh, At that point in time, when they brought those first 20,000 African-American Marines in, the officers and the NCOs were all, um, they were all white. And most of them were from the South because they could kind of, quote unquote, handle uh, the the, the black guys. Uh, But it was a lot of adversity there. uh, And... um, my dad tells a story, uh, several stories, and one of them he tells is about relationships. Uh, I was actually living in Albany, Georgia, working for Procter & Gamble, and uh, I went to a Veterans Day program, and I see this guy outside uh, with a Mumford Point Marine hat on. And I said, my dad was a Mumford Point Marine. He says, really, what's your dad's name? My dad's name is the same as mine. So I said, Carl Sharperson. He said, I was in boot camp with a Carl Sharperson. So when my dad came to visit me, I reunited them together. And they hadn't seen each other in 40 plus years. But when uh, they were uh, in the Marine Corps, it was kind of like family. They spent three years basically together. So they knew everything about everybody. And they kind of picked up like they had never uh, been separated. Powerful story about relationships. It sounds like they were in quite a crucible during boot camp and then the uh, service afterwards. You know, we're talking about resilience and perseverance. How does their grit and determination inform uh, not only their service, but uh, let's let's bring that forward and talk about uh, midshipmen today. You know, what does the Montford Port Marines have to do with midshipmen life today in terms of persevering? Well, I think there are a lot of parallels between what the Montford Port Marines had to go through, as well as what I had to go through in order to be successful at the Naval Academy. Uh, some of the lessons that my dad taught me was, uh, one was, uh, when I was in high school in my High school coach sent the recruiter to my high school to recruit me to play football at the Naval Academy. I didn't know what the Naval Academy was. It was only 90 miles up the road. Okay, myself and two other guys 
uh, see this guy walk in six foot two, uh, 230 pounds, blue suit, white shirt, blue tie. He says, I'm from the Naval Academy and I want to recruit you to play football. The other two guys walked out. This was doing Vietnam. But my dad always told me, never turn down an opportunity that you haven't been offered. Okay. He was a continuous learner. Uh, attention to detail. He was very uh, attentive to detail. I had to do those same skills at the when I was at the Naval Academy. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. Never give up, no matter what. I can remember uh, taking chemistry my first semester, and after about two weeks, was, the, the instructor was speaking French. I'm speaking English, and I cried myself to sleep and said, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I am not going to give up. So I went to the instructor, got some extra instruction, and uh, persevered, spent more time in chemistry than all my other subjects put together, made a B in chemistry first semester and second semester. But it started with the mindset of never give up. So that's another lesson that I learned from my dad. So let's talk about how the Mumford Port Marines actually served. You you'd said earlier there uh, were primarily in the Pacific. Yes. And they served in uh, what they called in the day defense battalions. But these are the guys who were sometimes alone on islands that have already been captured, but they're the guys who are tasked to defend those islands primarily with anti-aircraft guns, 90-millimeter guns, and they're pretty sharp shooters. Right. They set a lot of records there. And I mean, when my dad was in, he said that when they got to the islands, their their firing pins were taken out. So later on, you know, they were given fire pins, but when my dad was there, he did not have fire pins. And they basically was in the 10th Depot Company. And basically what they did was logistics, right? Uh, but it was very critical that they do what they did. Uh, I mean, he was in uh, New Caledonia, American Samoas, uh, Fiji Island. He was, he was in all those different places uh, doing the Guam, uh, Guadalcanal, moving pro- from place to place. So it was a very, very critical role that was played in the uh, Marine Corps. And in 2012, the Mumford Port Marines got the Congressional Gold Medal. My dad was deceased, but posthumously, he got that medal. Outstanding service they did. And they did service, again, not necessarily on the front line, the first wave going in, but they had their own fights to fight. You know, the brigade is living through some experiences now that, quite frankly, no other midshipman grouping has ever had to experience, at least not in the last hundred years. How do you see the Mumford Port Marines and their 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 stories of persistence on their own, kind of locked in these islands? Does is there a connection point between what's going on today? I think it is because the Mumford Port Marines, they were pretty much an intact group. What they couldn't go a whole lot of places. So they spent a lot of time together. Uh and one of the things that um I think is important specifically with what's going on now when you think about the lockdown and being together. Uh, the most important thing is to have a positive mindset. So you've got to have things going into your head that are positive. You have to have a positive support group. Or you have to read positive things. Uh, and that's the first thing. The second thing is, is create a routine. You know, one of the things that the military does is the military creates a routine. Uh, but the pandemic has disrupted a lot of people's routine. So you got to figure out a routine uh, that uh, will work for you because your body likes a routine. Uh, if you think about a baby, uh, if you want a cranky baby, the baby wants to know what time they get up, what time they go to bed, or what time they're going to eat. Uh, and then the next thing is develop a strategy. You know, One of the things that I think about now that was done to me at the Naval Academy, one of the things was after, after um, parents weekend, you know, my roommate and I were looking out the window, kind of dejected. 
right? And then the upper class came in and tore up the room, you know, to take our, take our minds off of that and create order out of chaos. So what you have now with the pandemic, you just have constant chaos. So you got to constantly recreate that order and, so, and, and, and rely on one another. I like what you said about you re- reconnecting your dad and one of his shipmates, one of the Marines that uh, that he went through boot camp with. You know, and again, one of the things that we might take encouragement from here is the fact that those guys went through this significant crucible and they knew each other very much like we know each other as alums or as classmates or company mates. But quite frankly, I think the brigade midshipmen in your class and in your company are going to know each other because you're living right on top of each other day in, day out, 27 or 24 by seven. Um, so I don't want to make it sound like lemons into lemonade here, but there's a real opportunity that these young people have just like your dad had. They're living on top of each other. They will know their classmates. They will know their company mates that much more. Yeah. And I'll tell you a quick story. If you think about relationships, and that's one of the things that I that learned when I was at the Naval Academy, you know, getting the gouge, building relationships, and that was so very, very important. So 11 years ago, I was diagnosed with stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, right? And uh, I burned through all my long-term savings, all my short-term savings, and I was pretty much broke and tired, right, and, and sick. My classmates and alumni supported me financially for an entire year because of the relationships that we had created, many of which I hadn't seen in 30-plus years. Okay. Now, so so when you think about the relationships that are going to be built with uh, the midshipmen now, it's going to be a and their most power, the most powerful tool resource that they have are those relationships that they're building. Carl, thank you very much for joining us on Ethics in the Naval Warrior. Great stories on resilience, perseverance, and relationships. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Stockdale Minute, a series of podcasts produced by the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership at the United States Naval Academy. You can hear more podcasts at stockdalecenter.com slash podcasts.